compassion, trust, courage, innovation. The values of Temecula Valley Hospital. We proudly present TVH Health Chat. Here's Melanie Cole. Nutrition can play a very important role in patient care and recovery. My Plate was developed by the USDA in 2011 as an update from the food pyramid to help guide Americans towards healthy eating by using an illustration of a plate. And here to explain more about that is Jennifer Lyman. She's a registered dietitian. Welcome to the show, Jennifer. So give us a little bit of an overview about what My Plate is and how eating healthy and concentrating on good nutrition can help patients in recovery and before they would have any surgery even. So my plate is just a really easy way of thinking about food on a moment-to-moment basis. So the pyramid was, it was a little bit too big and and a bigger concept than a lot of people um, could manage, but the my plate method is it splits your plate up into four sections of protein, which that's meat and eggs and um, then soy-based proteins if you're a vegetarian. The next section would be grains. So that is rice and pasta and cereal and things like that. The next section is vegetables. And the final section on your plate is fruit. And then it also has a, a dairy on the side. So that's what your the my plate diagram looks like and it's very helpful and the nice thing about the my plate method is that it can work with really any diet so if you need low sodium consistent carbohydrate anything really can fit with the my plate method so that's it's really convenient in that sense it's helpful for patients to have good nutrition after being in the hospital anytime that we're hospitalized our body has undergone some kind of stress, whether that's surgery or having some big event happen in your body that you're going to need more calories to make sure that you're healing. Not only that, but when we have some kind of big stress like that, typically our appetite drops because we just don't feel good. When we don't feel good, we're not very hungry. So optimal nutrition, that's why we have dietitians in the hospital to make sure that people heal and go home and get better. And especially um, before surgery, if you know that that you have something coming up, making sure that your body is in a really good state to to heal itself or to to fight off any infections that could happen, that's where the MyPlate method uh, is really, really easy and very helpful. So that's so important. Good points all. So now let's talk about the plate itself, the size of our plate. We've heard from dietitians over the years that using a smaller plate instead of the bigger plate, do you think that that matters in how our brain plays this role in making us feel satisfied? So when we're looking at the plate, does the size of the plate matter? And then speak about the types of foods that are going to go on there as far as when we're you know, making it for ourselves, making it for our children and post-hospital and why each one is so important. So the size of your plate does have a huge impact. There, if we normally eat with a, a, a 10 or 12-inch plate, there's a huge factor of our brain that makes us feel satisfied. So if we, we feel satisfied when our plate is empty, typically. There was a, a study that, that had a soup bowl that had a, um, 
a tube in the bottom of it, and they were testing to see how um, they were testing to see how much somebody would eat if their bowl never emptied. And they found that people ended up eating almost double what they normally would eat. And even after um, they they would ask the participants, the participants, do you feel full? And they would say no, even though they are eating more than double what they normally would eat. So that goes to show that our brain plays a huge role in whether or not we feel satisfied. But using a smaller plate can help you to feel more satisfied because you can finish all your food and look and see, oh, it's empty. And then you end up you end up eating less because your plate is smaller. So Jennifer, give us your best advice and some tips to start with to help people make those small changes at the beginning to eating healthier. So like we talked about, a really easy small change is to reduce the size of your plate, whether that means going from a 12-inch to a 10-inch plate or 10 to 6, it it really doesn't matter. You're going to end up eating fewer calories if you use a smaller plate. Secondly, any time that we can increase fiber, it's going to help you feel satisfied longer. So ways that we can increase fiber that are really easy would just be going from white bread to whole wheat bread or white rice to brown rice or um, white pasta to whole wheat pasta. Anytime that we can incorporate those whole grains, it's going to make you feel fuller and more satisfied longer. So you won't be hungry and starving between your meals. Um, another way that we could make little easy changes is just to go from higher fat, higher unhealthy fats, like saturated fats, to leaner foods. For example, going from getting the T-bone steak to getting a sirloin or going from having the pork chop to the tenderloin, pork tenderloin, or thinking about that dairy section, going from whole milk to even, I mean, you don't have to bump all the way down to skim. You can take those little steps of going from whole milk to 2% to 1% to skim, however it ends up working out for you. Um, But those little changes definitely go a long way. And what if people really, I mean, if they've been in the hospital, maybe they have heart disease or high blood pressure, and what if sodium becomes a factor? What do you want people to know about the importance of reading labels to see what's in the food that they're eating so that they can see the amount of sodium or saturated fat or added sugars that are in the food that they're preparing? I think a really easy way to think about salt is that salt's a preservative. So any food that comes in a box or a bag or a can probably going to be high in salt because those foods last a long time. Now, you can absolutely look at the label and find that sodium section and see exactly how much sodium's in there. But like I said, if a food is going to last a while, it's probably high in sodium. Um, so instead, go for fresh foods. So sticking to, and this is a, a, a rule of thumb, it's, it's not a hard and fast rule, but a good tip is to stick to the outside perimeter of the grocery store because things like the fruits and vegetables. The, the dairy, the, the lean meat, all those you got to cook and eat within about a week. Otherwise, they're going to go bad. You know that those are going to be low in salt. Um, and for saturated fats, like you were saying, you can always check the label. The label is going to break down. It'll give you the total fat, and then it will also break down where that fat is coming from, whether it's saturated, unsaturated, polyunsaturated, etc. So choosing the lowest saturated fats, and trying to avoid trans-saturated fats as much as possible. 
is really helpful, especially for someone who has heart disease. Now, what about making family meals? Because we keep hearing how important that is. And if somebody has been in the hospital, maybe convenience is what they're looking for. But planning ahead can really help a family to eat healthier and eat together. So what tips do you have for planning ahead and meal prep that can help somebody, especially if they have a loved one in the hospital? And I know that with kids, it can be really hard because kids tend to be picky and I know, you know, we've all we've all been there too. If we can incorporate our family into our meal prepping as much as possible, it's going to help them want to eat it. So if you have your kid help you with something easy, I mean, obviously it needs to be an age appropriate. If they're little, maybe just have them mixing up the salad versus if they're older, maybe they can cut up some vegetables. But having them help when we make something, we have a lot of pride in it, and they're going to like it more if, if you get them involved. Uh, another easy way, there are, there are several apps that you can download. One that I really love is called the Meal Lime, M-E-A-L-I-M-E app that it, you can select on there if you have allergies or sensitivities. Um, it will filter out all these meals for you, and you can select however many meals you'd like to make that week. And it will give you all the recipes and the ingredients for that, that will make every single one of those meals. It's really easy. That way you know exactly what you're going that you're you know exactly what you're trying to buy whenever you go to the grocery store. That way you don't waste time or money wandering around there. So that one has been super easy. And then again you can incorporate your family by having them pick the meals that they would like to eat that week. That's such a great tip. And how can we add more vegetables to our day? Because it's easy enough to add fruits, but people don't always know, Jennifer, what to do with vegetables. They walk around, they say, I don't know what to do with kale or kohlrabi or Brussels sprouts, or I never liked Brussels sprouts. And, you know, these things are so good. So what do you tell people when they say, well, how do I get more vegetables into my day? Because that's where the antioxidants are really, you know, hiding. Something that's really helpful with vegetables is to cook them a different way. You mentioned, for example, you don't like Brussels sprouts. Well, maybe your mom just boiled them and you don't like the mushy texture that they have. Instead, try roasting them. When you roast vegetables, it lets out like a sweeter flavor um, and it's also different texture. It's going to be crunchy. It's something completely different than what you maybe were used to. Um, Also, try your vegetables if it's, it's if it's something that you know you didn't really like in the past or um, didn't like as a kid, try it on a day when you're feeling really good, when you're feeling happy about life, when you've just had a good day, and do that several times, and chances are you're going to end up liking that vegetable. So trying vegetables, cooking them in different ways, we can sneak them into almost anything that we make. So, for example, if you're making breakfast and you have an omelet, you can throw in tons of veggies into that. You could not, I mean, I know that salads are an easy way to get vegetables, but I know that that's, it can be kind of boring to eat a salad every day for lunch. Maybe instead try um, having a soup that has vegetables in it, having a sandwich that has lettuce and tomatoes, anything really. I mean, any way that you like vegetables that you could incorporate them, that's going to help increase the fiber like I was talking about earlier. And It'll help you feel satisfied longer so that you're not hungry between your meals because that's when we end up making the poor choices running by the vending machine is between our meal time. 
So important. Wrap it up for us, Jennifer, with your best advice about healthy eating and my plate and why it's so important for patients in a hospital to concentrate on their nutrition both before and after their hospital stay so that they can recover faster. Well, when you're in the hospital, your main goal is to eat. We want to make sure that you're getting enough nutrition. Even if you don't feel good, if you don't feel hungry, do your best to make good choices, and to eat even when you don't feel like it. In general, when you go home, when you're feeling better, or before you come into the hospital, if it's a a planned surgery, focus on lean meats, fruits and veggies, and whole grains. That's going to be the best way to ensure that you have really good nutrition going into the hospitalization. That way you can get out of here sooner and feel better and recover faster. Certainly all true. Thank you so much, Jennifer, for being with us today. You're listening to TVH Health Chat with Temecula Valley Hospital. For more information, please visit TemeculaValleyHospital.com. That's TemeculaValleyHospital.com. Physicians are independent practitioners who are not employees or agents of Temecula Valley Hospital. The hospital shall not be liable for actions or treatments provided by physicians. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.